0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the CDL uh, Betting Podcast. Uh, I am joined, of course, as always, uh, by Ryan of CDL Metrics. Ryan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing all right. Excited to talk about COD, our last week before uh, we get some LAN action. So that's exciting. But uh, yeah, we still got one more week to get through to sort out the seeds, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm excited, too. Um that means that there's one thing I want I want to talk about first before we get into this week's matches is that, I mean, obviously this is the Call of Duty betting podcast, but it might be like the Chalk League betting podcast here. Last week, um, of the 10 games we had last week, we, four of them were 3 O's. Only two of them made it to a game five. And then of the remaining... Of the remaining games, uh, I think there's four more games after that. Four of them were three ones. There was only one upset in the entire weekend, and that was Paris, which wasn't even on the weekend. It really it was the Friday early game that was a three one beating Paris of LA Thieves. Um, what do you think is is the problem here? Is is the Call of Duty League? I mean, for certain matchups, obviously. I mean, here's the thing: like you look at this, and like you got you got like the two good matchups. You got you got New York and Florida. That was a three two. That was a good matchup. And then the only other one really was, I mean, New, Dallas New York probably should have won this three one or so based on expectations. So Dallas kind of overperformed there a little bit, but that was mostly just because they won the control. Why do you think that we're we're not we're seeing like super predictable matches here? Is do you think there's a reason for that or or not?
1: I I think there could be. Um, I think it it might be a similar thing with uh, with Major League Baseball where you kind of see towards the end of the year post trade deadline. Um, the teams that are fighting for the playoffs, you know, they usually acquire good baseball players, add them to the team, and then, um, they get hot, and those teams that sold off some players that aren't doing well are kind of bringing in prospects and trying new things, and you kind of see a runaway effect with baseball, I feel like, and we might be getting to that point now with COD League, where, like, teams are, teams that are really good, right, the Atlanta, the Torontos, the New Yorks. Um, I think we're seeing less of like, let's tinker with trying new things and more just like, okay, let's hammer home what we're really good at. Let's lock up some more CDL points, um, bury our competition and get onto the next week where, you know, early in the year, you're kind of feeling out like, all right, what maps are we good at? What maps are they good at? Let's try some different strategies. And I'm sure a lot of that happens in scrims throughout the week too, but I think, You know, come match time, it's like, all right, let's just figure this out. Let's get it done. Um, So I think that might be a reason why. And, And you talk about motivation a little bit, right? Like, if you're Surge, you know, you're not dead yet, technically. But, I mean, you lose as many matches as they have in a row. And it's, you know, it's just tough to, like, get up in the morning and say, like, all right, here we go. Let's go beat Atlanta or whoever you have to play you know it's like no matter what you kind of know you're starting in the loser's bracket and if that's the case you know that it just is what it is so I, we're getting to that point in the year where it's it's you know the the separation is happening uh i think there are still some interesting storylines for who seeds where at the end of the year you know Atlanta should be the overall number 1 seed if everything plays out kind of according to plan but i think you could get some shuffling around with the, you know, two, three, four, five seeds. And then I think there is a little bit of a fight for the eight seed. I know um, Florida did just beat LAG. That was a big match for LAG, who's currently in the nine. Um, but I think that, that there could be a fight for that still. But, um, yeah, overall last week pretty much hammered in um, who we might see for champs and, honestly, the order that we'll see the seed. So uh, I think it's a lot of things. Um, but... You know, we could see, you know, eight upsets this week. Who knows? It's it's always hard to predict. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm just really looking forward to getting on land because these teams that look bad might somehow look way more impressive. I don't know. We'll see. It's been, you know, a year and a half since we've had them. So, um, yeah, I just wish we could fast forward to next Wednesday or Thursday, whenever the major starts. I don't know.
0: It's it's they've moved it to Thursdays now, which is fine because we get okay. we get a bunch of games on those days now. We get like four games, it's like four, four, five, three. But then the three is the longest. so. But yeah, no, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, I completely agree with that. I think we're looking at a very tiered league. I think we've got Atlanta in a tier by themselves, at least according to my model, right? Yes, you definitely. look at the Elo. It's Atlanta in a tier by itself now, not completely alone. I think Toronto is somewhat close to them and. Obviously, results show that. I mean, pretty much every time that they've battled <clears throat> since Toronto won the Stage Two major, it was always five three, now uh, basically three two. But um, that being said, obviously they they don't get to play in in Stage in Stage Four because Atlanta picked them to go to the other group. So, but I mean, I, I we're we're waiting on the face Toronto rematch at this point. Um, and then the next one closest to Toronto is New York. These two didn't get a chance to play. In stage three, I think they've played for quite a while. I don't think I can't remember the last time Toronto played
1: T- Toronto and New York.
0: Yeah, did they play this year or not?
1: They, I- I'm sure they have at some point. But oh, that was uh... like a
0: long that was before Hydra, and that was probably maybe before Insight.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's been a while, I think, but uh, mm-hmm. fortunately, we will get to see that. That should be the last match of the week, I think. It is no, unfortunately second, not second the last. Match. last. Yes, unfortunate. last.
0: yes, unfortunately, yeah. due to ratings, apparently they they view that they think that Optic and LA Thieves should actually be uh the the prime time Sunday game, which actually is wrong because when you look at the ratings, because I think it was CDL Intel tweeted out the rate like how many viewers they had during each match. Toronto actually had like. the the, like was tied for optic with the top spot, like with the most top spots. And the reason it makes
1: sense. They represent an entire country. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Right. Like there's 30 million, 37 million Canadians, right? I mean, obviously not all of them are tuning in to watch Toronto ultra, but like, if you're a Canadian, you're a call of duty fan, you got one team. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, maybe some, some sure I'm probably go from Minnesota. And well, I mean, in, in, in professional sports, you have like some Canadian Seattle Mariners fans and some Canadian Seattle Seahawks fans, but, I don't think they're Seattle Surge fans. So, um I yeah, like I mean I, I definitely think um Toronto's like good for ratings. Like Toronto, New York, like will be is the game of the weekend for me at least. So we'll we'll have to see that. But no, so you got Atlanta and then Toronto, New York, and then Optic. They're kind of in a tier of their own. Optic's a little further down, but not as far down as that 3 0 from phase earlier the stage would suggest. Then you got Florida a little further down, but competitive with Optic. I'd probably bet them over Optic. If we see that in the major, we'll have to see though. And then, then you got a a huge step down and then you get the next tier. You got Dallas and Minnesota basically tied and you've got London, thieves, Paris, LAG, Paris, and then Seattle. And they're kind of in the lower tier by themselves. And just right now we're seeing a lot of like cross tier games. Like when we see like same tier games, A lot of them are competitive, except for when we kind of see the lower tier ones. Those are just kind of weird. But when we see, like, Toronto face off against London or Toronto face off against Dallas, it's just brutal 3-0s, right? Like, when the top tier plays the lower tier, it's just back-breakingly painful. Yeah, yeah,
1: and we're going to get a few of those talking about Thursday and Friday matches. I mean, they're... There's, like, one that is probably going to be decent, and then the rest are probably not. So, um, now, with that said, that means that Saturdays and Sundays' games should be a little better, probably, I think, just looking at them. Um, But, yeah, yeah, there there are some clearly defined tiers of teams. And, you know, upsets happen from tier to tier, but it looks like it's going to be a rarer occurrence uh, as we approach the end of the year.
0: Yeah. So one quick point here before before we move on to the games because you mentioned this about about champs right so for champs qualifying so we actually still don't know how champs will work in terms of like we know who's good we know who the 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 way to get to champs but like is champs like a one weekend event is it like a is it like gonna be like a group stage and then a bracket so we we don't actually know exactly how champs will work out I'm actually gonna lean towards it's gonna be a bigger it's gonna be like a there'll be a group stage and then that will go into a bracket I I think that's how they do it just to kind of stretch it out a little longer but. Anyway, we'll see so um in terms of this, so right now, as we tweeted out I think a week or so ago, phase has clinched phase cannot be touched by the ninth rate team and the way the way it works out is weird because like of the next four teams after they're kind well the next three teams are kind of clumped clumped together you've got New York at two seventy Dallas at two fifty and then Toronto at two forty five and then optic at two twenty so they're all kind of clustered within fifty or so points the way it works is so. Leg is at ninety points. So if they win their remaining two games, twenty plus, then they win the major, seventy-five plus. Then they win all of the games in the next major. That's fifty plus another seventy-five. That's two twenty. So two twenty plus ninety, they can get up to three hundred ten points. So they can theoretically overtake subliners by forty points. They, they can overtake them. They can get 40 points over there. So, the, But the thing is, they could do that. But if they if they win all those majors, then London also can't win those majors, right? So then the London, at that point, they can only gain X amount of other points, right? So basically, of those top four teams, two of them have already clinched. It's just we don't know which two have clinched. It's It's a weird kind of way of thinking about it. But basically, like it's like it. I would be very surprised to see any of those top four teams not clinch. It's going to be hilarious because, like, next week when we see LA when we see the bracket, like when LAG loses, we're just going to tweet out that like four teams have clinched champs. <laughs> when leg's yeah, just uh, when leg's yeah. eliminated, it'd be like New York, Dallas, Toronto, and Chicago have all clinched champs.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a very I guess top heavy, bottom heavy league. I know we see a lot of matches that are close and and can go back and forth, but. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta should be locked in. I mean, Atlanta is locked in and probably should be locked into the one seed at some point. If they just continue what they do all year, even if they regress a little bit, like, I I really expect Atlanta to finish as the number one seed. And then, like, yeah, Toronto, New York, Chicago, honestly, just lock them in right now, right? They all look pretty good. Um, And then I think, yeah, the interesting storylines will be kind of who's the 5-seed, 6-seed, 7-seed, that sort of range, how that shakes out. Um, And then the eighth seed if Florida, you know, keeps on their game, like, they could clinch over LAG and everyone else below them pretty soon. Um, Which I'd hate to see happen, because I I like the intrigue of, like, who's going to be the last team in. Not that it matters a lot, because you're probably going to lose to everybody else that makes it but it's an interesting storyline to at least see like who at least has a chance to win champs but um yeah we might just get a situation where it's like ooh is florida going to be the 8 seed or the 7 seed or you know is dallas going to fall to the 5 seed you know it's like that sort of stuff which does matter a lot in the end but um i guess it's just less drama than is this team in or out you know that sort of thing
0: yeah I think that's kind of the point, right? Because when you look at 8-9, you've got Florida at 150, and you've got LAG at 90. And then you've got some space, and you've got London and Paris both sitting at the 70. So I I kind of think, at the rate Florida's playing now, I, I would be surprised if they don't make it. I think they will make champs. I would be much more worried if I'm Minnesota, or I think LA Thieves are probably okay at 180, I think. I wouldn't love being there, especially the way the team is playing now, and that they lost, They they took Seattle to 5, lost to Paris, and then got 3-0'd by Faze, but they also have Pook on the bench, they can make changes. But I'm kind of, I, I think, I'd be more worried about Thieves or Rocker than Florida. But that being said, though, at the same time, <clears throat> the only teams that could take you out of champs, well, the, the biggest threat is LAG, but LAG is playing horribly now, after getting 3-0'd by Dallas, and then 3-1 by Florida. You know, like, somehow they won the control i don't even know how they won the control they won it so fast that was kind of like a that was like, i mean obviously they lost the match so it's not the most impressive but like they just ended up winning the control in a blowout that was kind of a surprise because florida isn't the worst at control but then after that you've got london you got paris at 70 and like even then like they there's still there's a 80 point 'cause yeah 80 plus 70 is 150 you've got 80 points of difference which is an entire major win away from the a, so That means, like, London or Paris would have to make a deep run into a bracket to even start looking at Minnesota or or even Florida, be like, also Minnesota and, and Thieves. So, it's... I, I. Do you think any of those bottom four teams, do you think any of them can move up or not? Or do you think that this is pretty much done?
1: I think Seattle and Paris are pretty much dead. Um, they've been at the bottom all year, and they're not really showing any improvement right now. Um, so, just... I'm sorry to those two franchises, but you're cooked. Um, LAG and London, man, I feel bad for them because uh, LAG, for my model at least, ha- should have a lot more wins than they do. They take pretty much every team they play the distance when it comes to hard point. They have lost, I know, uh, I think Chance mentioned it on the, uh, the broadcast about Seattle. Um, But really, it goes for LAG. Close hard point losses. LAG is the king of that. Um, And and into my model, how much you win by matters a ton. And LAG, you know, they, they, these nail biters, um, they go up against Toronto uh, this week. Last time they played Toronto, uh, they took them to some really close hard point games. It's like, you just expect, when when the scoreline's that close, you might as well call it a tie, right? but it's not, and LAG just happens to be on the wrong side of so many of these coin flip, hard points especially. They've been a good search team all the year, that's kind of what they've relied on, but as a lot of people talk about, search and destroy can be, you know, you can go hot and cold in that pretty quick, Um, but they've, they've maintained success in that mode, and then control is kind of the mode where it's like, you know what, they're just straight up bad at it, although we did see them win last week, you know, it goes to say that, you know, any team can win at any time against anybody, but mm-hmm. for the most part, LAG have been a bad control team, but at least they're pretty competitive in hard point and in search. I know their hard point record is atrocious. Um, but again, they, if you look at strength of schedule for them throughout the year, they've had one of the hardest, I believe they're second to Toronto. Funny enough who they play this week, uh, another brutal match for them, but LAG have been put in some really rough groups. Um their opponents at the majors have been tough. But so I feel for them and London I feel for just because we've seen runs of success where people are getting excited for them and they've had so many issues with visas because of their european players not being, well, being able to come over. Um you talk about zero, everyone talks about how good he is as an smg and and how he would improve the team, and we didn't get to see him all year except for, like, the kickoff weekend when he was playing from Europe on, like, a million ping, and he still looked okay. So you wonder about if the team, you know, if the team got the roster that they wanted and was able to use it all year, could they have made champs? Maybe. But right now, it's not looking likely. I thought Zaptius would help a little bit, in the SMGs, uh, he's not. Alex has looked okay, but... Those two teams, I I feel for. I don't think they're going to make champs, either of them. Um, If I had to pick one, I'd pick LAG just because they have the point advantage, um, CDL point advantage. But losing to Florida definitely hurts. Um, You're going to need some sort of loser's bracket run uh, from either team. Uh, LAG, I know, are 0-3 so far. I want to say London are that as well. Uh, Yeah, they're also 0-3. So you know, one, if not both, should start in losers, and when you start in losers, it's a death sentence, basically. It's, you gotta win, what, seven matches in a row, most of them as an underdog, and, you know, we we see teams win two, three, maybe even four matches from losers, but uh, it's a gauntlet, and um, starting down there is tough, so. I feel bad, but, uh, yeah, anyway, let's get to the matches, because I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. So, All right, so right off the bat, we actually have. This is kind of unique. We have two identical lines Um, LAG, Toronto, and Seattle Optic. Both under. So Toronto and Optic are obviously both favored. Both underdogs, LAG and Seattle, are both plus 350. Toronto and Optic are both minus 600. Match handicap, LAG plus 1.5, plus 162. Seattle plus 162 on the plus 1.5. Toronto minus 1.5, minus 225. Optic minus one and a half minus 225 over three and a half maps on the first game minus 200 minus 200 in the second game as well under three and a half plus 150 in the first game plus 150 in the second game as well why do you not just bet both three zero, right like why do you not bet both minus one and a half and then you also go in and you could bet if you do a parlay Basically, if you you could do Toronto minus two and a half plus one sixty two, and you could do Optic minus two and a half plus one sixty two, it's a five ninety eight plus five ninety eight parlay or five eighty. I don't
1: I don't hate that. The one thing I will say, Chicago Seattle very much should be a three zero. Um, Chicago are far and away the better team in every game mode, especially control. Obviously, Seattle are horrible at that, um, and they should win a hard point they should win a search. Now here's something that I find interesting with my model and what actually happens. Um I think my model overestimates how many times a 3-0 should happen. And I think a lot of that has to do with how map vetoes come in, right? So um it, it usually goes like uh team A or whatever will get to veto a hard point and team B vetoes another and then team A picks map one hard point. And team B picks map 4 hardpoint or whatever. And then they do the same thing for search, but they switch. So you get a situation usually where it's like, okay, map 1 hardpoint favors one team more than another. Um, And then map 2 can kind of flip on its head. And then map 3 control is kind of expected based on vetoes. so you you usually get at least one of the three maps to be somewhat favorable, even for a team that's a big underdog like an l a g or like a Seattle. So we'll see how those play out, and again, we talk about when a really good team goes up against a really bad team, sometimes they'll play on their you know not so good maps um just to see you know if they have something to learn on those not so good maps uh you know teams want to expand their map pool and whatnot so The best time to do that is against a team that you should beat anyway. Now, I'm okay if you want to do a 3-0, 3-0 parlay with Toronto and Chicago. I will say watch out for LAG. I I do have Toronto as the better team in every game mode, but search and destroy should be close. Um, And you go map by map, and both teams are pretty balanced across the board in terms of what search maps they're good on, so... Um, both LAG and Toronto are 0-1 on standoff. I'm interested to see if either one will pick that, um, or if one team will veto that. Uh, they both did not look great. But you talk about the other maps, um, you know, Express, Miami, Moscow, and Raid. I have LAG ranked 1st, 5th, 4th, and 5th on those four. So, pretty good. Um, and then going over to Toronto, again, pretty balanced across the board with those maps. 2nd. 7th, 6th, and 1st. So, we should get some close uh, search and destroys, uh, at least for Game 2. That was for sure going to happen. And if it does go to a Game 5, I do think that one should be close as well. So, just be careful. I get LAG are on a cold streak, so if you want to just kind of, you know, bet on that they'll stay cold against a really good team, I get it. But uh, just beware if LAG take Map 2 against Toronto. But honestly, like we're getting to the point in the year again where the good teams just want to win and Toronto, especially after having losing to Florida or having lost to Florida. Um, they kind of need these wins. They, they want to guarantee a winner's bracket spot and it's not yet guaranteed because they're uh, two and one, I believe. Um, yeah. Two and one. So you got to beat LAG and you got to beat New York um, to get a shot at the one seed. But uh, at the very least, yeah, beat LAG and um, hopefully for them, they'll do it in a three Oh.
0: Yeah, and I think if they actually do beat L.A.G. in the three zero, then they're actually in the driver's seat for the first spot. Because then all they need to do is beat New York, and then while all because then it would be a three way tie between New York. Assuming Florida were to beat whoever they're playing this week, which is Dallas. Dallas. Assuming they beat Dallas, yeah. um, at that point it would then be a. I mean, it depend on how Florida did in the last games. But if Toronto beat if Toronto beat Subliners. And they beat L.A.G. Now, if they beat L.A.G. three L, then that means that they would have beaten Dallas, L.A.G., and then London by a combined nine O, mm-hmm. which is in that's like that is phase level. That's like an actually an absurd stat. Um, but outside of that, um, if they did that, because the thing is, the first tiebreaker is head-to-head win percentage. So there'd be a three-way tie. You do head-to-head. They all beat each other, right? So that's all. They're all two and one against each other, right? So at that point, then you look at map wins and then the thing is if it's three it depends on it it, on how it would work right so if the subliners three two subliners beat um florida three two florida beat toronto three two if toronto beats subliners three two then it goes to other tiebreakers which toronto would have because it would be map match and map win percentages outside of those which they would have because they've three out everybody else new york of course beating dallas three two basically eliminates them from that and florida took um they three out london but they took um they took LAG to a 3-1. So, again, it, there is some variance on that still. Um, and then, obviously, Florida would love to deal with Dallas. But if Toronto were to beat subliners 3-0 or 3-1, then it, they then first seed should be theirs. If they beat them 3-2, then they should have the tiebreakers, depending on how the thing how the things work. So, it, it, it's definitely interesting. But I feel like they have clinched a spot in the winner's bracket, though. If they beat LAG, I think they have. Because if they did, yeah. Because if they if they if they beat LAG, then they then they're in the winners bracket. Because then at that point, then they would have beaten they would have beaten Dallas, and then at most Dallas could be tied with them, and they beat Dallas three zero. So that shouldn't be a big of it. That shouldn't be an issue. Then they should be able to vary if they beat LAG or they beat New York Subliners, then they'd obviously be in in the winners bracket. So,
1: hmm.
0: um, I don't. The thing is, I don't know. I, the thing is, it, it seems like a crazy idea to bet two three 3-0s, but. These are two of the better teams. Seattle has played OpTic three times. It, two of them are 3-0s. One of them was a 3-1. I do worry about Seattle, though. They're on a massive losing streak. Like, when you start seeing, like, a 10-game losing streak, 11-game losing like, they're on 10-game now, I think. I think next would be 11, which would be a CDL record, which I kind of feel like the record should belong to Seattle. So maybe, hey, it should.
1: It, it really should, yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe they get the record and then they, they turn around and beat Paris on, on Sunday. But I don't know. You could, you could also do like alt parlay. So you could do like Toronto minus one and a half, Optic minus two and a half, and then Optic minus one and a half, Toronto minus two and a half. Just kind of mix and match there. So like if one of them wins 3-0, but the other one wins 3-1, then you're good. That's actually not a bad idea. You know, like there's different things you could do. The only issue is the fact that like it's hard to bet a minus 600 favorite. It's even hard to bet a minus one and a half at minus 225. Like, that's even, like, that's hard. Even, yeah. like, it's, but if yeah. you parlay, if you parlay the two minus one and a half together, plus 108, that's not horrible. I kind of, I don't hate that either. So there's, there's a couple ways to bet it, but it's just, it's so chalky. And, like, you, you, you worry that, like, anything could make this fall apart. You're like, anything, anything could happen, this could all fall apart if it's just like a, if, if it's so chalky, but, um, like if if Seattle decides to not suck, or if LAG wins a hard point or something, it could, the entire parlay could just blow up. So, so that's not that's not great.
1: Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's tough. Betting is not always like betting every match isn't necessarily a great idea. Um, but if you're looking, you know, we're kind of talking about if you want to bet, you know, this first match or the second match. Like, here are kind of ways to do it. But it's important to like. If you really don't have any sort of feel for either match because they're so lopsided or because you honestly have no clue who's going to win, like, it's okay to just kind of take a step back and just watch or just maybe put a sprinkle on something here or there. Um, Or, you know, I know a growing thing, Fantasy Cod is growing. Uh, You can play Daily Fantasy over at some websites or, you know, I, I know there's sort of like Fantasy Football, but for Cod, like... There are a lot of things to do outside of just um you know betting every mm-hmm. match, so it's important to note that, but um it's really fun to bet you know yeah. but
0: <laughs> well the thing is, um for these two when games, it's matches
1: that are this lopsided it it can be tough
0: yeah no i i completely agree and it it is hard to find good value when it 's a loss but the problem is though like if 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 we watch these games on Thursday and both are three O's, we're gonna be kicking ourselves because we're like we knew it was gonna be a three O. Why didn't why didn't we bet it was gonna right? But like that's the thing, right? Cause like we we'll, like I think we all just like we're so afraid it's gonna all be three O's, and then we could have we could have just bet at three O, and then we would have had. But anyway, we'll see. I'm not sure. I don't love it. I'll have to see what I want to do with that. I don't think the lines are gonna move back. I think this is pretty much where the lines are. So maybe you can get better value on a different book somewhere. I don't know, but. Not a ton of value there. Anyway, moving on to Friday now. London versus Subliners. London to win plus 300. New York minus 450 on the money line. London plus 1.5 plus 125. New York minus 1.5 minus 175. I've got this as, um, in my model, I've got this as London 62... um, sixty, sixty three, thirty seven. Basically, I've got London. Uh, New York is a minus one sixty nine favorite. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Do you think? Um, do do you think? My thing is that like we saw like on on that Friday night. Oh, sorry, on the Sunday night, they, the the commentators were all saying like, "Oh, Hydra is looking hurt. He's he's injured. He's, he's sick." What do you think? Do you think that I, I kind of think New York starts dropping some stuff here? They're not going to three zero. The last time London and New York actually played, London actually won that game. London has gotten a bit of bad luck this last week. Could we see a London upset here? I don't. I'm not we, ruling it out. We definitely
1: could. Uh, I have this sort of close to the Toronto LAG in terms of odds. Uh, I give New York like a seventy six percent chance to win. So about three fourths of the time. Um. Now I do have London. Actually, this is an interesting little nugget. I have London favored in a control, just a generic control on an unknown map. I have London at a fifty-one percent chance to win. So that's basically a toss-up. Let me look quickly at control map by map just to see. So, also uh, actually, yeah, I have lo- them
0: much higher on the control. I actually have them favored in in, in any control at sixty-three thirty-six.
1: Yeah, and maybe mine should be higher, right? So London, it looks like they pretty much uh, ban raid control just about every time. They've only played it twice on the year, uh, whereas on Checkmate, they've played 11 times, or 6 and 5. Uh, they've played Garrison 10 times, or 6 and 4. So you're, you know, plus 500 on both those other maps. Uh, let's look at New York real quick. Uh, New York kind of plays everything. Uh, Garrison the least, uh, they're 3 and 3 on that. Uh, and then they're sub, 500 on Checkmate and Raid, 5 and 7 and three and eight. So yeah, London should be favored on just about every map. If we expect them to continue banning raid, uh, vetoing, I should say vetoing raid, you're going to play New York on either checkmate or garrison where they're very beatable. Um, so yeah, that, that should be a toss up. If not, uh, favored for, uh, London, the problem comes with hard point and search New York are probably the hottest hard point team in the league. um, they look good on every map uh just going map by map i have them second third second third and fourth so there's not a map that they're bad at you can't just auto veto something um and search is a little shakier they're more of a middle of the pack search team but london search has been bad and it's been bad all year um now obviously you might throw in a standoff and maybe you win that but london in their one match on standoff looked pretty bad um, they're 0 7 on search on Moscow. They're 1 and 7 on express. They just it's it's been real rough for them in search. So you, I really really worry in uh in game 2 and in game 5 if it gets that far for them. Um and you're running into the hottest hard point team in the league. It's it's going to be tough. Um obviously New York are fight, fighting for a, a winners bracket spot still. They are 3 and 0, so this win should seal the deal for them if they get it done, which I do expect they will, but I don't know. Maybe we see some interesting uh, search-and-destroy maps. Maybe uh, Control does not go New York's way. I think there's a chance this series could get a little spicy, but um, the way I think to bet it maybe, just wait and see if the lines shift at all because right now I'm not seeing a lot of value on either side, maybe a little on London actually. So if New York gets bet up and up and up, then I think London might be bettable, especially in a plus one and a half situation where, you know, you hope they get the control and then one of map one, two or four. So I think that might be the way to play it. But um, yeah, this series is kind of a tough one to to peg, but um, I think it could be better than a lot of people might think.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say that um, although my model has Toronto and New York, as roughly the same tier. Toronto is a much more favorite. My model likes Toronto better, and the reason for that is, even when you're looking at this stage, when Toronto and New York play a bad team or a lower-tier team, both of them win, but Toronto is far more dominant. For example, against Ravens, 3-0. Against Dallas, 3-0. New York plays Dallas, it's 3-2. Now again, in some weird way, that's obviously... There's different. There's different emotional things to go into New York versus Dallas, right? Uh, you've got Clayster revenge game, and and honestly, in terms of success, right? New York is having more success than Dallas. You might actually have like Dallas revenge game. They're like, oh, we're we're mad that Crim left and got. Uh, we're mad. We're mad that Clayster left and, and is doing better than us. So like, there's a bunch of weird emotional things. But even then, like New York, B L A G three one. Some of those were pretty close match. Like some of those were a bit closer maps than, than than it suggests. So like, and again, the last time they played, London did actually win that. So and especially if Hydra is sick, um, this team is having a lot of issues right now. Seems trying to get into the U.S. He can't because of visa issues. So they're going to be focusing on trying to solve that this week. again, they're they're going they're going to champs. They're the second best team in the league. They're going to go to champs. They're pretty much locked into a winners bracket spot. For for this major, it's very possible that they could either lose this game or at least take this to a five. I think I, I'm not hating this plus one and a half. I think give it a couple more days to see where it gets to. But like I definitely think that we could see a we could definitely see a plus a plus one and a half cashing here taking l L A G like Ravens taking this to a five. Also Apocalypse too. London likes playing a London loves playing Apocalypse and New York also likes playing Apocalypse too. And I think London is probably a better Apocalypse team. So, um... Oh, no
1: doubt. No doubt. London is, yeah, they're 5-0 and on Apocalypse. They're by far the best team in the league. New York, also good. But um, they lost to
0: Florida on it just recently. But yeah,
1: I don't know. It's, it's a hard map to kind of figure out because it's so new. We don't have a lot of reps on it really for any team. Um, but yeah, you throw in an Apocalypse. Maybe that goes London's way. You throw in a standoff. That's Although London looked horrible and New York have looked really good. Maybe that goes... How we don't expect it to go? Control is a toss-up. You you can kind of talk yourself into seeing this, you know, maybe losing in five, or heck, maybe even you know taking the series if if all goes right. So yeah, um, yeah, maybe a, a secretly spicy matchup for Friday.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the Friday afternoon game, or well, later afternoon game at least, Minnesota versus LA Thieves. Minnesota is plus one hundred on the money line, so they are they are they are it's even basically. So they're they're the dog. LA Thieves, minus 138. Minnesota, plus one and a half, minus 250. LA Thieves, minus one and a half, plus 175. I, I, this is so weird. I, I do not want to bet anything on LA Thieves right now. I, I, like, if this is hook, because this, there is a decent, there is a chance this could be hook. There is a chance, and again, we we actually the thing is, I actually kind of don't think it's going to happen now because we have a very nasty habit of recording the podcast in the middle of recording the podcast right before a team change is made. So, um, I I I don't think it's actually going to happen. Um, but um, is a non-zero chance that Hook could be in this game. Actually, this is the LA Thieves home series, so, home series. so um, it's possible that we don't see that, that Hook is, is is playing or not playing. I I, I honestly don't know, but. I just I don't like thieves here. Thieves are a not great heart. They're my model has them as the worst hard point team in the league. Um, that happens when you lose two hard points to Seattle, two hard points to um, to, to to Paris, and then losing a horrible hard point. Well, lose, losing losing a, a pretty brutal hard point to to phase. So I I don't know. I gotta think that this is not. This is not great. I I kind of like Minnesota here, and and honestly, you you could bet you get spicy here, because of the way it works. Because like, I have Minnesota favored in the hard point, then thieves favored in the search, which because apparently Minnesota is bad at search now, because they've just really been kind of bad at that mode the last little bit. Then I have Minnesota favored in the control, and then I have Minnesota slightly favored in the control, and then I have Minnesota favored in in the hard point as in the the next hard point as well. If you want to get spicy here, bet Minnesota -1.5 at +200. That's actually kind of I like that, but that's actually kind of a cool just side bet. Just be like cuz like that could that's definitely in play here.
1: Yeah, I think uh if Minnesota wins, I think the most likely scenario is in four maps. Um and I think most of that has to do with um how much they struggle in search. Uh and LA Thieves are a sneaky good search team. Uh, I think people Kind of underrate that. They're not in the top echelon of you know, they're not phase they're not Toronto when it comes to that mode, but they're very, very good. Now their record shows they're fifteen and fifteen. With, you know, since they switched up their lineup and took Slasher out, they've been better than that. Um and, and you go map by map and you don't really see any weaknesses. They're one in search, is raid, they're four and seven on, but everything else, they're at least five hundred on. Um so vetoes could get tough with that for Minnesota. Um, and then you look at Hardpoint, at least from thieves' perspective. I know you said you had them last in the league, and they they certainly have looked horrible lately. <laughs> um, they at least have three maps that are pretty playable for them: Checkmate, Garrison, and Moscow. Uh, they're five hundred or better on all three of those maps, which means you're you're probably going to play an apocalypse or a raid against them, where they do struggle a lot, but. On the flip side, Minnesota has a couple maps that they're also very bad at. You talk about Moscow, Checkmate. So if this goes for maps, I do think the hard points split just because the way the vetoes play out, Thieves should be favored on whatever they pick. Minnesota should be favored on whatever they pick. And then you kind of split the difference on Search, Game 2, and uh, Control. Right, LA Thieves probably favored in the Search no matter what map it is. Minnesota, probably favorite in control, no matter what map that is. So honestly, the odds we see a Game 5 are pretty high. Um, I have that at a 37% chance of happening, just seeing a Game 5. And and in terms of betting either one side or the other, right now I have a tiny bit of value on Thieves, but again, my model doesn't really take into account uh, uh, recent performance just as much, so... It's hard to really see any value on either team right now. I do think, though, if Minnesota does get uh, uh, bet up just a little bit, we might see some bettable numbers for Thieves. Like, if the tables flip and Minnesota becomes the favorite now, then I might consider moving in on Thieves, but it's tough. I, I would go to say Thieves have been by far the hardest team to figure out this year just because they've made a lot of roster moves and... There are times where they look like one of the best teams in the league and there are, you know, times like we've seen recently where they don't look like they could beat anybody. Um Minnesota are kind of in that same mold too. They they had a really nice hot streak in stage 2 and then have really tapered off since then. Now they are 2 and 1 on the stage so far. Um and this match it it should be a good one and it should be very consequential for who comes out of winners bracket for group A. Right now, Minnesota are the three seed at two and one. Uh, Thieves are right behind them at the four seed at one and two. So uh, whoever is the winner of this match uh, really should have a leg up on who gets that three seed. I don't think either team's going to make a push for the two seed or the one seed. Uh, In fact, Thieves can't get the one seed. But um, this is a hugely consequential match uh, and, and one that I look forward to a lot. I think it'll be by far the best match of at least the first two days. Um, if not the entire weekend. Um and I know at first glance it might not look that good just because, you know, Rocker are eh and Thieves have been bad, but um you you put two middling teams together and and you might get some fireworks.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think with Thieves there's there's a lot of issues here, right? I mean there is a lot of inconsistency as time like early on in the season they were truly horrible. Right, I mean, they they started opened the season off against Optic. It was a hype match, and they lost three zero. And then that stage, they were not great. They were like okay, but not great. And then they struggled. And then stage two, they really crumbled. And then they brought in Venom. Then they got rid of. Uh, then they got rid of T- uh, slasher for for um, Drasa. And then they were doing okay, right? They had this good team, but the thing is, then they got into, I believe, yeah, they got into stage three, and then they got obliterated by Toronto. I think it was a three a quick three zero on the Saturday of that of that major, and then that was it. Then they they were sent home, and then they went to then they started stage four. And the thing of it is, then then thieves made a decision that I actually I really like that decision because I think they sat down and they said, "Look, we're a good but not great team, and if we continue on with this roster at this rate." we can get it we'll get to champs we'll probably do reasonably well maybe win a, a couple maybe in, in the bracket if there's just a bracket we'll maybe get a couple rounds deep and then we're going to run into a wall of phase phase like toronto new york optic etc and i think that they were like okay look if we if we continue on this way We'll, we'll we'll do well for our first season, but we won't do great. I think they realized that if we if we get we need an addition to make us elite. We're not elite. We need to become elite. And they made the call to get Hook, and I like that call. That's a smart move. That that shows awareness of an organization that we are not the best team and that we need to improve to be the best team. And that's a I like that. That's a really smart play as an organization. The problem is, is that they brought Hook in and it didn't work, and now they're back to this other, they're back to this other thing, and they're like, oh, well, it worked better before, so let's just go with that. And I I understand making that call, but the problem is I think they've irreparably damaged something in the team. They've irreparably damaged team chemistry because the thing is, I think if you're now sitting there and you're TJ or you're Venom or you're literally anybody on the team, what does it say about your team if now they're just so willing to make a move for no reason? It shows they don't have, for them at least, it feels like they don't have confidence in them. And if they're afraid, like, what's the next move? Am I going to be moved off next? Like, I there's something off about this team, and I, I don't know what it is. It could be some internal divisions. It could be that they're scared for their own spots, that anybody could be moved. I, I don't know. I think Hook will come back, because TJ has not been playing great in the last couple of things. He's been, again, high variance, which is the reason why he got benched in the first place. I don't think Slasher is the, the fix. I think you put Hook back in, and you take TJ, put Hook back in, you try that again, and you see if it works. I don't know if they'll try it again for the Major, if they'll try it again for um for the next for the next stage i don't know because they they don't have a stage to play with before champs right Because they could say okay fine we're gonna do this for the next stage before champs but i um, i i don't know i i don't know if um i don't know if they're gonna do this right i i'm i'm worried that i'm a little worried that they're kind of lost right now and and i it's hard to put money on them but that that being said though they're on the the Sunday night game and I don't know do we see another we could see another upset against them for optics they just seem to always beat optic for some reason like ever since that first match like they were massive dogs lost and played optic and then they just crushed optics so who knows it's such a hard team to pin down and I, I don't know what this organization is doing and I think they need to figure out what they're doing quickly and they need to do that thing. So, yeah,
1: I, I agree pretty much completely. I also really like the move to get hook. I mean, how could you not? He's such a good player and thieves were in that, you know, wishy washy area where it's like, how good are we? Well, let's see if, if hook can really get us up to the top. And, and I think, yeah, the bad move for them was benching hook. And, and I know the results were not what you wanted, but I just feel like it was such a reactionary move. Like maybe give the guy a little more time to kind of feel out the team. Like just you just needed more time. It's like imagine you know making a trade in baseball, right? You're you're a contending team. You make a trade for you know some shortstop or whoever, literally anyone. And you know let's say it's it's a, a starting pitcher. And you know for the most part in baseball. There's less team chem matters less in baseball because it's a lot of independent events. But regardless, say you send out your your uh, your newly acquired starting pitcher and his first two starts go pretty badly. You know, one is you know is a blow up loss, and then the other he looks a little better in, but still not great. And uh, now you're scratching your head, going like, huh? I wonder what should we do? So it's like, do we move him to the bullpen? Do we just bench him? What? Blah blah blah. Like. If you acquire really good talent, you have to give them time. Because bad games are gonna happen. And I think with Hook it happened right away. And a lot of that again has to do with just gelling with the team. So I would have liked to see Hook stay on the uh the starting roster and maybe um and just keep the team as it was, or maybe uh keep uh or throw Tiege back on the starting lineup, bench Venom, maybe bench draws. I know he's looked good. Like Just try different combos, but at least keep Hook in, and they didn't do that, and um, now they're just trying to find what they had when they first had this roster, which I think a lot of that's gone just due to map vetoes. They were very good on a few maps when they started with this roster, and now teams kind of know that and know not to play them on those, so they're in a really tricky spot. I do think they should bring Hook back. I do think they will at some point, Um I don't know if it's this week uh it could be pre major it could be at the start of stage five, but again I don't know there's roster lock things that have to happen um so yeah they're they they've been so hard to figure out all year, and there's still gonna be a, a headache probably until champs assuming they make it, which they should
0: well at at one and two if if thieves. If Thieves lose to Minnesota and lose to OpTic, that means they would be down to 1-4. and four. And if Paris were to beat Seattle, um, which is possible... Um, actually, though, at that point, it would be tiebreakers. So if Se- even if Seattle then beat Paris... So if they lose both games this week, it's not guaranteed that, they're, that they get fourth. They're not in the winner's bracket. They can't get the winner's bracket, I don't think. Um... But if they lose both games this week, I don't think it's guaranteed that they're not starting in losers round one. And I think if you start in losers round one, why not just throw Hook in there and be like, sure, let's just go for it, right? Let's just see how good of a run we could put on, right? And yeah, yeah. that's maybe what I do. The thing is, it is their home series this week. I don't know what that means, if that means anything. I will say that, like, typically teams win one of each game in their home series. I know Toronto was one of the, the one team that didn't, but then that was right before they became really good um so i think that was that was the week they added insight so i i honestly don't know if they're gonna do that or not i it's hard to say i they could it also uh, an op, again, optic could just be bad on on sunday night which sometimes they are so um it, it's a weird call i i honestly don't know i i don't know what to, to do with this team i don't know what to bet them I think the best bet is just to bet against them at this point. I think, I mean, the thing is, it was crazy. We were talking about this earlier that like the the commentators for for the analysis, they're like, "Oh, it's it's good that thieves get to play against Atlanta because then they get to see how good they are and they get to compare themselves to Atlanta and they get to learn a lot." I'm like, "Well, but this is a team. This core literally took Atlanta to to five games like a stage like two stages ago. Like this team was like a win, was a win away from." from Sunday this exact roster was like a win away from Sunday like last time and and now we're we're getting 3-0'd by FaZe and in a brutal fashion like this is not improvement this isn't a like a newly formed roster that's improving like it's a copy of an old roster that was doing well and now is vastly underperforming like it's insane that there's so little expectations on this team and and I don't know it's it's weird to me but we'll have to see but anyway Moving on to, to Saturday now. Uh first game, early game on Saturday, London Royal Ravens versus LA Gorillas, Ravens plus one ten on the money line, LAG minus one fifty, uh Ravens plus one plus one and a half minus two fifty, LAG minus one and a half plus one seventy five I, my model has London winning this map, London winning this uh, three to one more typically three to one, three, it's basically three, one, if it goes to game, if it's in a game four and then LAG winning it three, two, if it goes to a game five, what do you think? Do you think, I mean, the thing is this could, this could basically be like like LAG was the, was the ninth place team and was chasing Florida as the eighth spot. Do you think this could be the game where London supplants, LAG and, and is the one, the sole person going after the the, the eighth seed. What do you think?
1: Uh, could be. I do have LAG favored. Um, those lines uh, sound right about spot on what I've got. Um, these teams are close in hard point. Um, they're honestly 50-50 matches for me. So again, you get kind of that split if we get at least four maps. London should win their pick. LAG should win their pick, assuming vetoes don't get weird Uh, which I don't think they will because these teams are fighting for their lives. Um, And then I think we see some clear differences. Search and Destroy is obviously a big difference in favor of LAG. Um, And then Control, we already talked about, London are kind of sneaky, good at that, where LAG are pretty horrible. Um, So again, we could see a long series, which should be entertaining. But um, if if you want to bet London, I do like the plus one and a half a little more just because we talk about... um, or I'm sorry, maybe, yeah, plus one and a half is all right. If you want to bet a minus one and a half, I don't hate it either, um, just because they should be favored in control and maybe could steal LAG's hard point if LAG continue to uh, completely collapse at the end of games like they love to do. But um, we'll see. LAG, if you're going to bet them, um, I think, you know, if they are going to win it, it usually takes them five maps, and I think this series is no different. It's kind of a classic... One team is better at the uh, uh, respawns. One team's better at the search and destroys. It'll come down to control. Um, so yeah, that's the case for London. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see. I think I think I, I lean LAG because I'm a sucker for them, and I think they deserve more wins <laughs> than they have. But same thing with London. Um, both are in pretty bad form recently. Uh, it's, it's a tough one. I get why this is the first game on Saturday because it's not, there's not a lot to be excited about. Let me just put it that way. But, um, again, just a wait and see approach from a betting perspective. If, uh, if one team, um, gets bet up a lot, the other team might be the play. So that's all I got to say about this one. You got anything else, Robert?
0: Sounds like, sounds like bet the dog to me. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> You're right. Right. We'll we'll see. I I, I agree with that. I, let's see if there's some line movement here. Again, we'll get some data points here. Right, LAG versus Toronto. Right. If um if LAG puts up a fight against Toronto, if they win a, win one map or they win two maps, even that's that, then they definitely should be favorite against Ravens. And then again, Ravens though they're playing subliners, they could win. We even said that they could possibly win that series. Right. So. Definitely, a lot will happen to this. I, I suspect a lot will happen to this line before Saturday. So, next up, Minnesota rocker versus Atlanta phase. Phase a giant minus fourteen hundred on the money line. Minnesota plus six fifty. Oh, uh, Minnesota plus one and a half. Plus two seventy five. Phase minus one and a half. Minus four hundred. Over three and a half. Minus one thirty eight. Um. Well, that's. What I don't even know what you do with this. What is what is a what is a three o? What is a three o for this? Because like that's I, that's the only value you're getting on any of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, plus Um one. These numbers. That's, these numbers are pay. laughable. Don't. Um. That. I so that plus one ten is that sounds about right. I have Atlanta winning in three maps about fifty one percent of the time. Um which is a shockingly high number, but just think about this matchup for a second. It's by far the best team in the league, facing a team that has shown success for, I don't know, two weeks in the middle of the year and nothing else since. Um, uh, Yeah, it's it's a juggernaut versus not a juggernaut. I have Atlanta winning this match 94% of the time, which is not a lock, right? Let's get that straight. Um, Minnesota has a better chance of winning this than you do of rolling a 20 on a 20-sided die. Um, but, it would be, it would be a big surprise if they did. Now, I don't know if we've actually seen this match at all this year. Um, I think people really wanted it when Minnesota was hot, when they took out Optic, when they took out Dallas or whoever they were. Uh, once they got standing, and people were like, oh, let's see him against FaZe. And I don't think that ever happened, but it got close. Um, but it's tough, man. It, it's Atlanta can beat you on any map. Now, again, this might be a weird situation where Atlanta play. They're not so good maps. Maybe they throw in um, an Apocalypse Hardpoint. Maybe they throw in an Express or a Standoff um heck maybe they do checkmate control which they like never do but at the same time minnesota doesn't play that i don't know that again i think vetoes will go more according to plan from here on out um so an atlanta 3-0 probably in the works maybe a 3-1 maybe minnesota can take that search um or maybe control they've looked okay at control the problem is atlanta um if if we're talking about a a specific team and game mode that is the best in the league. You can make the case that New York Hardpoint right now is on another level, but Atlanta in control throughout the entire year have been unbelievably good. Like they're they don't win like three two all the time. They crush you. They're twenty six and seven in control. Um, if we take those, how out
0: how many those are to Toronto?
1: Yeah, it's, that's true. Um,
0: it's like two probably. of them are from the major. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: They're, they're 26 and 7 in control. Take out Checkmate, where they're 3 and 2. So we're just talking Garrison and Raid. They're a combined 23 and 5. Um, so good luck. Uh, and I think the reason they're so good at control is because it's the finesse game mode. Like yeah. The whole point of control is get a kill, move up the map a little bit, and then like play your life a little bit, see if you can find another pick move up the map a little bit, you know, wiggle around, play your life, all that. And they are the masters of that game mode. And it's like, do I trust, like, Major Maniac to do that sort of stuff? Like, not really. Um, No offense to him, but, like, everyone struggles in control against them. So it's it's going to be so tough for Minnesota. But, again, we might see a funky search and destroy pick. Um, And Minnesota have had hard point maps where they look like, they've shown improvement. So it's not impossible, but good luck to rocker. Cause they're going to need it.
0: That's, that's the one thing I will say is that this is, um, this matchup, th- Minnesota is just so slow of it. Like they just, they, they, they do not do anything around the map. They, they, like, they, they do th- obviously they do things like they win games, but they, they, they're so slow. They're so like plotting and methodical. So it's an interesting matchup. I don't think they'll like, I think, at some points Atlanta will just be able to fly out and like crush them. But actually, as I'm saying this now, I'm realizing that this is not just a Priesta revenge game. This is also a Major Maniac yeah, revenge that's, game. That's a, true. I just realized it's a double revenge game. <laughs> Am I going to convince myself to buy a plus one and a half here? That's insane. I don't... Uh, maybe. I don't know. That seems insane. Maybe. I mean,
1: you're, you're asking them to, to definitely win game two search. And then take two of, or I'm sorry, take one of the hard points, which they could if they get one of their map picks that they like. But and the control is, I chalked that up already. It's it's gonna be tough. But again, you have seen crazier things happen.
0: Fun plus one and a half bet. That I don't I mean it's a double revenge game because like both of these people were dropped from phase. Yeah, and but you how, don't think Atlanta wants to can...
1: go like you know what? We made the right pick. Go fry but everybody! Why did, and they just... How
0: many street games have they won? Like when was the last time they lost a game to?
1: Well, who Atlanta? Yeah. To um, who? was it the major? See. Uh, did they lose at the major? I don't think. So. Or yeah, 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 because they came from losers bracket. Well, so New York a... in and winners final, right?
0: No, I'm no, I'm not even saying lost a game. I'm not saying lost a match. I'm saying lost a ma- like lost a map.
1: Hmm. Was it the uh, have they not dr- they've played 4 matches have they lost a map so far in Let me see. this stage
0: who, who they played
1: they played everybody but Minnesota so optic they swept yeah uh seattle Thames, they swept they, they swept
0: paris paris that was right week 1 paris that was the last time they lost a map yeah paris <laughs> stand-off. like oh
1: paris uh-oh and then it's like no paris
0: standoff <laughs> that was the last map they've lost week one of this majors is now week three that's that's and not i'm talking like matches we're talking maps that's
1: and then standoff it's a brand new map like i understand if they're gonna lose that map even if it's to paris who are horrible at search like it's a brand new map we don't know what's gonna happen so
0: yeah it's like
1: yeah they're they're unbelievable the good. fact
0: the fact <laughs> that atlanta and toronto both lost standoff that day to like lower tier teams it makes me think that like Basically Atlanta and Toronto are just scrimming against each other. Because both of them are so dominant in all the games. Like I'm almost wondering if they're just like secret I'm not sure if secretly or not. I I don't know if how they talk about this, but I almost wonder if literally just Atlanta and Toronto are just playing each other constantly. Because the thing is if you're playing against the best other best team, then you can just you can make your two teams the best two teams in the league. And at that point you can just outclass everybody. So you don't only you only have to worry about the other team you're playing. You don't have to worry about any other team. You could just leave Maybe that, that would
1: switch. that would be a little odd, um, but uh, well, they might no, be because... playing each other more than anybody else for sure. Yeah,
0: because the thing is, they both seem to just keep three owing people.
1: Like, well, it's because they're both so good. Like, I mean, yeah, but how do you get that level happen.
0: if they're not? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird though that both of them seem to just get completely crumble and standoff. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's one map, so we'll, we see them lose maps from time to time, but
0: I you don't know. know, we saw we saw the power If Atlanta, of the... oh, go ahead.
1: If Atlanta play Minnesota on standoff, because they're like, you know what, Minnesota, not a good search team, let's play them in standoff, let's see if we can figure that out, like, honestly, of all the search maps to be played in that game two, in that series, I would probably put my money on, it's gonna be standoff, so, um, yeah, and maybe they struggle again, and again, that's where your Minnesota bets might pay off, but, um, I don't know, (laughs) it's... It's going to be a bloodbath I think. But if it's not, I'll be happy cuz I want to see an entertaining match.
0: The thing of it is it's just like we saw the power of the Vivid Revenge game and the Temp Revenge game this week. Like I don't know double revenge game, I don't know. And just just face care. Like they just obliterated like thieves. Like do they even like they don't need this map. They don't they don't need this this match. And they I I mean
1: so if Rocker beat uh Whoever they play earlier in the week. Who do they Thieves. play? Thieves. Thieves. If they beat Thieves and beat FaZe, they're in the driver's seat for the one seed. So if How you're Atlanta, hilarious
0: would that be? Oh my God. That, that would be, so be absolutely nuts. Um, if Minnesota beat Thieves and then they somehow upset FaZe. But if they don't, the
1: thing is, seat. right? If, if Thieves beat Rocker, now Atlanta's just sitting there like, all right, we have the one seed already. Now we have to play Minnesota. Like, who gives a crap? Well no, um, Optic would have to lose you, you, one of
0: the games. Optic would have to lose a game.
1: Um yes. Well no, the thing is if Optic go four and one, you and you and Atlanta goes four and one, like you have the tie break on them. So
0: No, but Minnesota would be in there too.
1: Yes. I, I'm saying if if Thieves beat Minnesota earlier in the week, yeah. Atlanta is guaranteed guaranteed the one one seed
0: okay so that's that's interesting so
1: and at that point it's like who cares but you still want the cdl points and all that stuff so
0: hilariously so if 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 minnesota beats thieves and if minnesota beats phase and then thieves beat chicago minnesota would be the one seed how crazy would that be crazy
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed the tiebreaker with Minnesota and Chicago. Yeah, Yeah, because
0: Chicago three out Minnesota. But anyway, that would be that'd be fun. Anyway, Saturday light game, Florida versus Dallas. Dallas actually favored in this game. Florida minus 110, Dallas minus 125. Really buying Dallas after 3-0-ing one of the worst teams in the league and then throwing. They they probably should have beaten New York. Like there is a very strong argument that they should have won both of those hard points. Um, like they probably should have beat New York, but apparently that's good for minus one twenty five now. Florida plus one and a half, minus two fifty. Dallas minus one and a half, plus one seventy five. This is going to be this could actually be a really good game, and I'm I'm kind of interested in it. Florida and Dallas used to be a pretty good matchup last year. Florida had a lot of really good matchups. Like when it, when they were good, they were a really fun fun team to watch. Um. I've got, floor- my model has Florida in this barely, uh, 54, 46. Um, what do you think? Do you have Florida or do you got Dallas?
1: I've, I've got it flipped around just about. I have Dallas, 56, Florida, 44. Obviously, again, uh, recent form would suggest that should be closer to a, a true 50-50 match. Um, so this one is, again, mostly a stay away from me. And and I say a lot of these matches are stayaways. I think we're just getting to that point in the year where these numbers are so drilled in that it's really hard to find an edge. And and that goes with betting in any sport, really. Like, the most advantage you see if you bet, like, the NFL uh, are those Week 1 lines, Week 2, Week 3. And then after that, for the most part, the lines are what they are. Uh, and it's really hard to find value on any games. Now, you still do, but um, it, it, we're getting to that point in the year where it's it's really tough. Uh so, yeah, I do have Dallas as a slight favorite. Um, you go game mode by game mode. Hardpoint, I do have them about a 59% chance to take a generic hardpoint off of Florida. Search and Destroy, I have going to Florida's um, uh, side, 54% chance. And then Control comes back to Dallas, about a 55% chance for them. So, um, probably will be the best series of the week. And it's hugely consequential, especially for Dallas. Uh, they're sitting at two and two, so this is their only match of the week. Uh you win this, you go three and two, and you get the tiebreaker over Florida head to head. Um, so you're you're fighting for your life in a, a winner's bracket start. Um uh but also a pretty big match for Florida, right? Uh you win this, I think uh no matter how your first match went, you're in winners. Um so it's a it's a pretty big match. It's two teams that are kind of in a weird spot. Florida look really good, finally, um, although they uh, lost to... Uh, I'm blanking on it now. New York? New York? Yeah, New York. Um, and Dallas are kind of maybe turning a corner here, uh, although they lost to New York as well. Um, it's it's a tough one to figure out. I think I'll wait to see how the map vetoes play out. Um, but... I might just sit back and enjoy this one. This one should be pretty good. I, I do think Vivid has turned a corner. Um we talked about that uh his performance in New York, the New York series was just uh far and away his best so far, which I was so happy to see. At the same time, it's not a huge surprise to see Vivid have a crazy good series after having a couple really bad ones. He's that sort of player where like he will pop off or he will get absolutely destroyed. Kind of like pristine in that way. Uh, that's maybe a good comparison. Very fast also. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I think you, you look at both teams, you go, who's got the better SMG duo? Probably Dallas. I'll take Shotzi and, uh, and Vivid over Neptune and Havoc. But you look at the back line with the ARs, like, Skies and Awakening might be the best AR duo in the league outside of, like, Selium and Arsides. Uh, and Krim and Illy are fine, but nothing special. So you add that all up, it should be a really, really close series. Um, I think if Florida win, they probably do it in five. If Dallas win, they probably do it in four.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I see the point of this. I think this is kind of really a toss-up. I think the question is, did Dallas, and, and I think this is what this comes down to for this match did dallas beat lag because dallas is a good team and lag is just an okay team or did dallas beat lag because lag has really deteriorate deteriorated and and dallas is like just still an okay team like that's the question is lag is 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 falling in my rankings this week alone i had them losing 14 almost 14.9 15 elo points um Dallas did gain a lot, though. They gained 16.3. They're back up to the sixth team. So they did gain this week. Again, that New York, that really helped against New York. I have New York down 1.3 points even after winning a game earlier in the week. I think they played a game earlier in the week. I can't remember. But no, it's, um, it is a weird, I, I L.A.G. is falling fast. I mean, they still got a way to go before they get to Surge, but they're barely above Paris right now. In my in my rankings, at least, so it's it's a hard thing to say exactly, and the question is well, how did Dallas do so well against New York? did they do so well against New York because Hydra wasn't feeling well and the team's struggling right now, or did they do well against Florida because they are just a good team my for my model, it's impossible to say it just looks at the results, so it says, okay, well, they did claim close against a good team, so therefore they are they're a better team, right but it's hard to say exactly was it like emotional game obviously when you have Dallas versus New York it is I don't know Florida seems to be, this could be a really good series I, I, I kind of think Florida wins it but we'll have to see I don't know I'm still not buying Dallas I think they were they were too too broke for too long and I think is I mean Vivid kind of kicked it up in that match but that was really only after Cr- um, Clay decided to to fill him full of lead so um, and so we'll, we'll have to see but I, I I this that's I'm looking forward to the series on on Saturday night. I think that could be a very interesting series as well. One thing I will want to say though is that right now, because this is Florida's last match of the of the week, there is one team I want to see Florida play. Do you know who I want to see Florida play? Guess, guess who I want to see Florida play?
1: Uh, Phase? I don't know. Yes, Phase. <laughs> yeah. No, because <okay>. <laughs>
0: Florida was like last year. Florida was like the original Phase killers we all yeah. rem- we all remember that we all remember that game 3 domination i think that's seared into everybody's brain that remember that game that game yeah. 3 that yeah. was so brutal
1: yeah florida <laughs> were the kings of june i mean this yeah. time last year they they won right Th- was it three majors in a row or two of i think
0: it was back to back
1: three yeah or it's something it was they were unreal um and uh yeah maybe Maybe Havoc is the secret to this team. I have no clue. Um, They seem to... When they put him back on the team this year, at first it was still kind of, you know, you were kind of where you were, but now we're starting to see a little more improvement. So I don't know if he is just unlocking Awakening in Skies. Um, Skies especially has looked very, very good lately. Um, And Neptune's kind of been a consistently fine SMG. Nothing... Nothing crazy, but he's not really hurting your team that much. So, I don't know, maybe just Havoc does a better job than Slack did of just kind of, you know, playing those weird angles, baiting for his teammates, and maybe that's just Florida's, that's how they operate. Um, It seems like that's how they worked last year. Um, They had a couple superstars. We talked about Skies was an MVP last year. They brought in Awakening. He looked really good. Um, and then they had a couple, eh, players that, you know, their numbers weren't great, but if you can bait for your teammates that well, like, that works too. So, I think he's helped a lot, honestly. I, I know I said he wasn't really doing much after the first couple matches. Havoc, I mean, but, um, he's, he's yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it, they're, they're an interesting team, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, 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 like, that. those were some really good matches. Florida versus... Florida versus Atlanta was always a really good match, and even even the, the opening right the the kickoff week this this year Florida beat Phase right. So Florida has like a unique ability to beat Phase, especially when they're really good. And I think that could be a that would that's a match if if we get that in the major. I'm definitely circling that as. Is a I'm gonna I bet Florida in that match.
1: I think the odds we get it are pretty good. Uh, Yeah, assuming Atlanta stay in the one seed and Florida probably finishes the two or three seed in Group B. Like all it takes is a Florida first round win, and there you go.
0: Yep. So it's definitely possible, and we we don't know who that's going to be yet. So we'll 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 probably end up talking about that next week. But yeah, it's um that could be some pretty interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to that. All right, Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Seattle versus Paris. Seattle, Woo! Seattle what plus. A match. <laughs> yes, Seattle plus one ten on the minus line on the money line. Paris minus one fifty. Seattle plus one fifth uh, plus one one and a half minus two hundred, and Paris minus one and a half plus one fifty. Paris, of course, coming off a three one lost optic. After they they responded to my post about their odds, asking if yes. if. After I asked if that my chart at, said if they would win, and then I just pointed out, I was like, "No, no, it's a saying that is it saying math is a sin," which I'm not 100 percent sure what that's from. But anyway, um, they're saying, do do, "Do do we win?" And I said, "Well, no, the odds are that you're going to lose three-one." And then lo and behold, they lost three-one. They probably should have won that game four, though, until the the, yeah. the until the listen in with optic, just a complete domination of a listen, and that was insane. Um, but no, so. I mean maybe I'll respond to Paris on Twitter this week and say, hey, you're favored against Surge, but the thing is now at this point we, we're now we're now baking in the fact that Surge will have lost eleven straight games, which would be a CDL that's record. Right? Are we are like yeah. are we gonna like once you when you get a team that's on such a cold streak, like you never wanna keep betting against them. Like this is the thing, when they're doing so bad you wanna stop Oh, I just realized this is a classic revenge game. Literally a classic, classic revenge game. True. That's not bad. Yeah. That's that's something.
1: Um, those lines are about where they should be. I've got Paris fifty five percent, Seattle forty five percent, and the difference comes down to control, which we talk about with Seattle every week. Uh, hard point and search. Both these teams, you know, bottom of the league. They're both very close in both game modes. It's who's better at control, and it's clearly Paris because um, they actually have. Map wins on more than just one map. Uh, believe it or not. Uh let me Here's weekly Our weekly, our staff, weekly how way. bad is Seattle at control update? Well, um Garrison, which is their one okay map, they're 3 and 8 on and they are still 0 and 11 on checkmate or raid. Paris, um, Garrison, which is again Seattle's best map. They're 3 and 3 on, you know, not 3 and 8. And then Checkmate and Raid, they are uh, combined 5 and 11. So again, they're both very bad teams, uh, so the records are horrible. But um, Paris has a little bit of success on other maps, so that's where the advantage comes in. Now, I will say Seattle should have had a Raid control win against, I think, Minnesota? Um, I can't remember who it was. No, Thieves, maybe. No, I don't know. No, it
0: was Thieves. I it was, can't thieves. Remember. it, it was, thieves?
1: was Thieves? Okay. Where they had a raid control, and they had the life advantage. Uh, they were on defense, too, I'm pretty sure, with a life advantage, and they went four down with, like, five seconds left on the clock, and Thieves stacked the point, and there's your game three loss. So, um, they almost had a win on not Garrison, but... Uh, Yeah, that's that's where the difference for me comes in. I don't know if this line is going to move much. Um, I don't know if I'm going to bet it. It's a horrible matchup. Um, But yeah, you you make a good point. Classic revenge game, maybe that's something. Um, And yes, Seattle probably has to win at some point. But uh, I don't know when that's going to be. I guess, if not now for this match, win. But... I don't know. I got nothing else to say. Paris are a slight favored because of the control. That's it.
0: Seattle versus LAG round one. Losers round one. Here we go.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I don't know. I Maybe Seattle wins. I mean, I could see if there's any game I could see them winning. It's this game. This is the one I could see them winning. I don't want to be on the other side of, of Seattle air, But do you really want to put money on Seattle, though? Like, this is the thing, right? Like, it's like, okay, well, yeah, I guess Seattle could win this game. But, like, do you even want, like, do you really even want to, like, think about it? Oh, we actually have an update here. So, so the next game we're talking about, this game actually was, until a little bit ago, minus 120, minus 120. It's actually, so Toronto versus New York, it was dead even, with Toronto as the, I think it was actually New York as the slight favorite. It is now Toronto minus 150. New York plus one ten. Some some money. Some Toronto money just came in apparently. Um, Toronto, yeah. New York one plus one ten. Toronto minus one and a half plus one sixty two. New York plus one and a half minus two twenty five. Judging by how this group goes, I just assume this is going to be a three two. But I actually got I see some value on Toronto minus one and a half here. Um, this is a matchup I've been I've been itching for for a couple of major like for since since last major now. Um and I i, I think this could be a very good ma- like we we saw a bunch of toronto of of New York Atlanta. We saw New York Atlanta three times last stage. Um we saw Toronto versus phase two times. Um but I this is one that I really want to see and I think um I think we see I think Toronto could definitely win this one. I um my model has it basically dead even. So um there's a bit of value in New York now but um I don't mind the Toronto minus one and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that, that line move makes sense for me. Um, I have Toronto at 59%, um, clear underdogs in hard point, but clear favorites in search and in control. So, uh, yeah, if they are going to win, it should be in five maps. Um, although four maps wouldn't surprise me completely. Again, if you can take your own hard point, that's kind of the blueprint, uh, for that. Uh, So yeah, this this is going to be a fantastic matchup. Probably the matchup I'm looking forward to most. Um, I know there are some other good ones for seeding and trying to figure out who is the sixth, the best team in the league. But this is the one match of the week where we have uh, two clear uh, favorites to win the major. So uh, exciting. I think with the line where it is now, I would not bet it. Um, And if I were, I still think I'd go with Toronto Moneyline, even though it is juiced up. A little bit um yeah i don't know it, it, it's tricky with new york at least uh you know they won their series this past week with a hydra who was feeling under the weather and like noticeably sick like he looked like he just wanted to like sleep and like i get that uh and, and you talk about um Like, what injuries or things that could happen to you when you're playing an eSport would affect you most? Like, obviously, like, a hand or finger injury would suck. Um, Or, like, a head injury. Like, if you're concussed, obviously. You can't do really anything. But um, if you had a migraine, stuff like that. I think being sick, whatever it was with him, I think that's up there on the list of things you don't want to be. Because, I mean, eSports, it comes down to reaction time and, like a lot of it is mental where i know like uh, being sick for anything makes everything worse but i don't know if you're playing a sport i feel like you can kind of sweat through it or i mean you talk about like michael jordan's flu game like stuff like that where you can kind of play through an illness with esports i don't know you're you're staring at a screen you're you know things are flying around everywhere it 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 would be tough so if we get a healthy hydra this week um I know this is such a weird storyline to talk about, but um, I think we see a maybe slightly improved New York team um, that maybe makes this match uh, in their favor. I don't know. But as of right now, Toronto are the favorites. They should be. um, But expect a really good series because I don't think either of these teams will just lay down. Um, We have a clear, I think, again, a pretty clear advantage in terms of SMGs versus... Well, actually, I don't know. SMGs are pretty close and the ARs are pretty close since Mac is now, like, the best player in the league. So, I don't know. It's going to be a close series. I'll see if the line moves anywhere further, uh, if it moves even more in Toronto's direction, which I don't know if it will. I think it might kind of stay where it is or maybe move back to New York. Um, if it does do that, I might go on Toronto, but if it goes the opposite way, it, it might be in New York. But I think right now it's it's tough to say, but... Uh we'll find out a little bit more about these teams prior to this match. It it's just always tough talking about Sunday matches.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Um I, CDL injury reports when. Um like we we get them for the NFL, right? We get like this person practiced. We need like so and so flu, flu like symptoms or something. So yeah. we, we, we need CDL injury reports. But no, um yeah, it, it's interesting. This is this is probably for me the best match of the week i i don't want to bet on new york i mean again i'm from i'm from, I'm canadian right so i'm my team is toronto i'm obviously from the gta too so but it's um i don't know i want to see toronto win this game i my model thinks toronto is is just a better team than new york i thought that for a while come to, came down a little bit after toronto lost to florida but florida has improved a lot right so um yeah it's um it's in it's interesting. I think Toronto's just a better team. I think it was a fluke against Florida. I think the the mean here's the thing, right? It was game on hard point is where Toronto's always struggled, right? Like you go back to that Florida series. Toronto's always struggling in game on hard points. Cert, the search and destroy, they've generally been stronger there, but again, it was standoff, so they, they hadn't played it before, so it was a fluke. They come back, they destroy them in the control. They come back, I believe they win the hard point with something, and then they get unfortunately Moscow game five, which is their their worst like, although the stats don't say Moscow is their worst map, it's like actually their worst. They started out like okay with it on the year, but it just seems that every time we play in Moscow, it just never ends well. There's been a lot of heartbreaks on Moscow for, for Toronto. So, and the second I saw it, cause when in that Florida map they match, they went down 0-2. And the first thing I bet was I, because I had seen the the maps. Obviously, I saw that Miami was game five. And what I did was I immediately bet Toronto plus one and a half, because the money line. Like I knew there was a good chance Toronto could come back, and they did. So I I, I got the, I got some stuff. I clawed some stuff back on the plus one and a half after the second after map four. But I didn't bet money line because I'm like it's Moscow. They have to win on Moscow. They have to not Moscow. They have to win in Miami. Like I hate Miami. And sure enough, they they and they flew, they threw that too. They're up like three to four, three or four nothing on on Mos- on Miami. So. It's so weird that they did lose, but at the same time, I don't know it it's a hard call to say that one of these teams is better than the other. I think this is the this is the match of the week for me. I think it's gonna be a really good match. I kind of lean Toronto three one We'll have to see, but that's that's what I'm taking so um last match of the week. LA Thieves versus Optic Chicago. Thieves plus one seventy five. Optic Chicago minus two fifty. Thieves plus one and a half minus one twenty. Optic minus one and a half minus one twenty. People don't bet on this game. Just buy Bitcoin. It's it's easier. Um, (laughs) no, but seriously, like these are the two teams that are like the most either like dominant or worse on any given day. Like these are the two teams with the highest variance. Like. I don't if if Thieves lose against Minnesota, I don't know if they're more favored or less favored in this game. I honestly don't wh- what do you think? Like I honestly have no idea. Like Yeah.
1: This- um so I've had Chicago up in my rankings all year despite their struggles kind of in stage 1 and stage 2 or I should say stage 2 and yeah, stage 1 and stage 2 were not great. Stage 3 looked a little better i know they started in losers but we saw that run that they made and and um and yeah la thieves have been kind of that middle of the pack team all year i know they had a little success in stage one but they were winning a lot of close matches and uh, and then they kind of got hot in stage two when the slasher stuff happened and all the roster moves but even with all that they kind of stayed as a middle of the pack team so you you got a a good team in Chicago versus a iffy team in Thieves. I have it as Chicago 65% chance to win. Now, maybe that should be higher if LA Thieves are rolling out this roster that we've seen for the last couple of weeks, but um I think right now the thing to expect is probably a Chicago 3-1. Um I do think LA Thieves are good enough in search where they could take that game 2 no matter what map it is. Um but I think they are clear underdogs in hardpoint or in control, um, Chicago, I know they haven't beat those super elite teams this year, um, but Thieves are not that, um, so yeah, I, I don't know, I, I kind of expect this to be chalky, I hope it's not, um, I never hope anything's chalky, because that's just boring, but I don't know, it, I would be a little shocked if Thieves come out and win, like, 3-1 or 3-0. Like, genuinely very surprised. Uh, If they win, uh, you know, a map 5, I think that makes a lot of sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is Chicago's to lose. And uh, hopefully we get a good series. Because, yeah, it does feel like this one tends to be a little more of a blowout no matter what it is. So, I don't know. Maybe the best bet is just to bet, like, Thieves 3-0 or Chicago 3-0 and just... Which I guess would just be under three and a half maps, but yeah. Um,
0: well, what I'm seeing yeah, right now is yeah, yeah, I'm seeing under four and a half minus two twenty five. That I re- I actually really like that because I do not like no matter what happens. In this, I think anything could happen in this game, but no matter what happens in this game, I don't see it going to a game five. Like yeah,
1: which sucks because I would love to see this go to a game five.
0: No, but these but, I mean these teams were good before they aren't good. Like the, the Toronto New York should be the Sunday night. It, I do not know why it's a Sunday afternoon. It should be the Sunday night.
1: But I think it's just because it's Thieves Home series, so they probably want to put Thieves last. If I had to guess, that's probably why, but yeah, I, I agree makes, completely. That makes this.
0: too much sense. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing is, I see this either being... This is either 3-0 Chicago... I, I, my model isn't saying this, obviously, so this is me just talking. Um, actually, I'll, well, I'll say what my model says. Okay, so... Optic 3-0, 16, 16.05%. Optic 3-1, 27.51%. And then game five, it's basically split even. Even I have Optic slightly favoring game five. I see this going one of three ways. Either it's Optic 3-0, which is plus 300. 3-1, which you could get the minus one and a half for um, the minus 120. Or Thieves win this 3-0 or 3-1. Because the thing is, Optic is the most like. Optic is the most momentum driven team. So for example, if they get out there and they start getting crushed, then they just turtle up and then they just suck. Right? Because the thing is if thieves come out hot, then they're still gonna carry that on like if they come out and win the hard point, then they're gonna carry that into the they're gonna carry that into the search, and then they'll carry that into control, and then they'll probably, the they they like honestly, if thieves come out hot they win 3-0. And it, it makes no sense, but I the lines I see are the under four and a half, because there's a chance that Optic wins this. Um, there's a chance OpTic wins this 3-1. I think that's definitely possible. Or 3-0. I think maybe sprinkle a little on the 3-0. Um, but yeah, I think um, it could be kind of interesting. I think the under 4.5 is pretty likely to cash. The under 4.5 is basically just a protection against LA Thieves not sucking. Because if the LA Thieves come out and crush them, like they did the last time we saw this match, I think it was the OpTic... Was it? Oh, it was the OpTic Home Series, wasn't it? When this was the last match, I think. Let me check that. But yeah, like what do you think about the, the, the under four and a half? Um
1: yeah, I don't I don't hate that. Um I'm not one to bet a lot of uh over under number of maps. Um but yeah, you, you you make a good point talking about just these teams, especially with optic. They don't feel like a team that goes to that game five that often. Like they either come out hot and win or um or they don't. <laughs> uh so I, I get that. I think Florida are like another team like that where um, we just don't see them in a the game five much because they either wake up on the right side of the bed and take care of business or they absolutely don't. So I can see that being the case for this match. Um, I don't know. It's like, I wonder if Thieves throw a little wrinkle at them. Like say Thieves lose to Rocker. Like, do they go, all right, we're starting to hook this match? Just to like, you know, see what that works like against a team like optic uh, maybe probably not but um
0: if they do it's, it's uh, if they if they start hook it's it's steve's money line i don't care like that's like yeah
1: yeah yeah that might be the play then but um you know if they beat rocker which i think they will do despite their struggles um i think they probably keep the same lineup and yeah probably losing four if i had to say so um i don't know yeah it, it's it, just the way I look at this through my model, it seems like a pretty chalky match. Obviously, it, it thieves might come out and win, because um, again, anything can happen. Chicago could be just bad, but you know you expect Chicago in the prime time game, whatever that means, on online right before a land. Like they're they're gonna want to come out and and put thieves in the body bag. So I see a Chicago, yeah, three zero three one. I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know, with with the numbers you said, I don't know if I'd bet them minus a map and a half right now, but they might get bet up even more throughout the course of the week, so uh, we'll see. But again, this might just be, this game and the match before, if the lines kind of stay where they are, I think I might just sit back and relax and enjoy them, because I do think they should be, for the most part, pretty good matches.
0: Yeah, um... So we'll have to see. I think um, I think it's an, it's an interesting um, some interesting matches here. Some good, some not good, um, and and we'll see. I think I think the big thing I'm looking forward to is the major next week. I think there's going to be some really interesting matchups in the major. There's still a bit more chalk to get through first, but I think once we get through that chalk, I think um, I think we can have some really good matches on on the weekend and. Maybe maybe the double revenge minus double Minnesota Revenge game comes through. I don't know, maybe out of plus two seventy five, maybe that's worth a five dollars or something. Because, again, phase is pretty much done. They can they're pretty much locked in the first place, so maybe they maybe they take out Minnesota in five, who knows? But anyway
1: Yeah. I can see it.
0: Who knows? Anyways, thank you for uh, coming on today, Ryan. Um, yeah, thank you. Yep. You can go follow Ryan at, at CDLmetrics on Twitter. Um, obviously, he posts he, he posts um, all his uh, match, ra- match ratings and he posts his analysis for all the map sets when they're announced. So go ahead and give him a follow. And other than that, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Um, see you guys.